Welcome back to the Home Focus After Bedtime, a podcast where we, Denny and Chris, talk about the important past and future events along our journey to redefine our home focus. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about how we met and how we got to be a family of five. We hope you enjoy listening and following along as we try to make our dreams reality. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. I don't know about you guys, but I thoroughly enjoy hearing the stories of how people met, how their relationships came to be, the proposal, and how kind of fate worked in their favor most of the time. So we thought that we would take the time today to give you guys all the juicy details of how we met and how we got to be a family of five. Make sure that you stay tuned because there are some details that many of you may not actually know. And with that little teaser, we'll just jump right in. Let's go all the way back with it. What were you doing right before we met for the first time? In March 2015, I was in my mid to late 20s in grad school. I was living it up being a single lady in a large metro area. I spent a lot of time working out and hiking and fishing, getting tattoos, spending a lot of time with my classmates, doing a lot of cultural events, seeing the city, and studying my rear end off. That's what I was doing in March 2015. What were you doing? I was the exact opposite. (laughs) I was, well, I can't say that. I was happily single. I had just graduated from grad school, which was a long journey for me. And so I was so excited to be done. I had just secured my first job in my new career and was very excited to be moving into a very nice house in a very tiny town in the middle of nowhere that I knew nothing about. That's what I was doing before I met you for the first time. So what led up to meeting me? Well, like I said, I had just finished grad school, and so as a reward and as a fun activity after, I went to go visit one of my best friends who was also in grad school across the country. (gasps) That was not you, but it was one of your best friends from grad school as well. (gasps) (laughs) The best. So I got on a plane and went across the country 3,000 miles to visit a friend who was also friends with you and who also knew that we were two gay ladies. (laughs) Hey! And said, hey, best friend, would you like to join me on another of my best friend's vacations? And so I went and stayed with her and we saw each other once. We have pictures from that first time. We have pictures from that first time, which is super fun. I don't think many people have that when they first meet someone. No, I don't think so either. We went on a 10-mile hike that night. I was going to say, so what did we do? Let me give you the play-by-play. Let's see how accurate she is. We were in the District of Columbia in March 2015, and this beautiful woman (laughs) pops up from the metro with my close and dear friend. And I'm like, I don't think she's gay. I'm pretty sure she's not. She didn't tell me she was gay. We then proceeded to get some hamburgers, french fries, and some milkshakes. Because that's always fun when you first meet someone is to have a massive meal. (laughs) And then we proceeded to walk about 10 miles touring all the monuments. That was just a little bit further. Um, I don't think we're ever going to forget that night because it was actually a 10-mile hike. 
My yeah. feet were killing me. You were the only one wearing appropriate shoes for that long of a walk. Thank goodness. I'm not sure I would have ever been walking again after that. It was very long. It was always a, it's just around the corner. Because everything's just around the corner. Just go one more block and you can see X, Y, and Z. And how many pictures <laughs> do we have from that night? We saw a lot of monuments. That's probably the most monuments that I've ever seen in a day there. So we have a lot of beautiful pictures of the monuments because the best time to see the monuments in D.C. is at night because they're lit up beautifully and the crowds are less. So yeah, we went on a 10-mile hike. We saw a bunch of stuff. We had a lot of conversation along the way. I learned a lot about you along the way. I learned that you uh, aren't a fan of the South. That's one of the first things that I remember. We were talking about uh, states that we like. And I said, oh, my goddaughter's there. And you were like, psh, I don't like the South. So uh, that was one of the first things I remember you telling me. That stuck in my brain of, like, noted. But yeah, we went on a hike, and then we eventually went back to the metro. We actually got food twice because we'd been out so long. So we hit a diner on the way home. I had some cherry pie. You had some apple pie. I also had corned beef hash. And I think you had a Coke. I'm not completely sure on that one. I don't know. All I know is it was after midnight. Oh, definitely. And that was late for me. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't stay out that late. And, when and you I say, didn't then. When you say after midnight, it was like 9 o'clock on the West Coast. That's true. I, yeah. I don't have an excuse. <laughs> I was already settled into East Coast time at that point. But we had a wonderful evening. I was very loud. And my personality comes out. Uh, a lot, I would say, when I first meet people, especially because they're not like super close to me. I don't really pay much mind to what they think about me. So I was just all Chris, 100%. And yeah, what was your first impression of me? I remember you being confident. You were what I assumed knew what you were talking about, where we were going and how we were going to get there. And (laughs) little did I know that you had no idea, hence the 10 mile walk. But um, I, I remember that is very confident and I'm going to show you around. Well, let me tell you how it actually went. So I was very confident and I did show you around. And the reason it took so long was because we went to so many places. So we went to Lincoln and then we went to Washington. Uh, we went by Vietnam, Korea, MLK. Our first picture is at MLK. Uh, we also went to Jefferson, which is a pretty good hike. And eventually, we made it to the, the house. house. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, a, it was definitely a long walk, but it was because we saw so much, not necessarily because I didn't know where I was going. Okay, okay. I did know where I was going. We just happened to see a lot. And maybe I just wanted to extend the evening with this beautiful woman that I just met. Uh-huh. Yeah. She says, as she now admits after the fact, that she walked behind me the entire way on purpose. Why? So that she could have a good view. Of what? <laughs> I'm not putting that on there. <laughs> so yeah, that was our first time meeting. After that, we didn't talk for months. No, so that was in March was of in 2015. March. We didn't talk again until June of 2015. What is June? June is Pride Month. So at that point, we were still using Facebook, and we hadn't connected at all since then. And then come June for Pride Month, there is a new message saying, Happy Pride! And it was me! And that was the beginning of when we started talking on a regular basis. Yep, that was the beginning. I would say we didn't 
We didn't talk a ton in the beginning, but that was when we first touched base again. Yeah. Clearly you had been thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, come Pride Month, you would not have used that as your way to reach out. I had thought about you, actually. Uh, I had talked to some people about you. Like, yeah, I met this person. She's okay. She's nice. But okay. I don't really know her. I didn't know you. Yeah, Same. I didn't know you. I didn't know you at all. Um, so, yeah, I I'd, I'd thought about you a couple times, and Pride Month kind of opened that door. I remember that day. Uh, I was actually still hanging out with our friend. We were in Baltimore, and we were actually going to go to Baltimore Pride that day. And I think that may be what got my, my guts up to going. So I was feeling good. I was feeling confident, and I was about ready to hit the ground running, and... I think um, it just crossed my mind, and I said, hey, I should probably text her and say hello. Happy Pride, because she's another gay lady. Yep. So then I saw that, responded, happy Pride to you, too, I'm sure. I don't know exactly what I said. You were actually going out with your brother, so you told me that you were going out with your brother and his girlfriend for Pride that that day. Oh, yeah. I remember these things. I don't think you remembered it until I just said that. No, I have no idea. My memory is terrible, but I have these stories. That I make up for you. <laughs> that I have been told. So yeah, you were going out with your brother and his girlfriend at the time, and I think I messaged you the next day like, hope you had fun. Uh, I would say after that, we really didn't start talking until September. We wouldn't text a little bit in between but September is when we actually started talking because I was in New York then yeah and I had a lot more free time in New York because I was up there by myself so uh, all my external stimuli was taken away and I just had a ton more free time because there wasn't anything to do except for hike and talk to people on the phone yeah so we were still living 3,000 miles apart which made time zones interesting I had started my full-time job in my new career. I was working Monday through Friday and we would text and talk on the phone and I remember at one point you gave me your phone number and that mm-hmm. was like, that's when Ooh, I was in, yeah, that's when I was in New York. This is, this is moving past Facebook Messenger. This is into, here's my phone number. And then we started talking often. I would wake up early in the morning. I would go to bed at different times just so that we could have that conversation throughout the day. And then in December, I went back across the country. And the plan was you were going to stay with our friend and we were going to hang out and spend some time together. You flew in late at night. Uh, I remember I texted you, I think, and said, good night, I'll see you tomorrow or something like that. Our friend was supposed to pick me up and I got off the airplane late at night very tired and exhausted, and did not see our friend. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have just gone across the country, and I have no one to pick me up, and I'm still a little naive from a small town, and oh my gosh, what do I do now? And then I walked around the corner, and there you were, with flowers. And I was so relieved, and also terrified, and also so excited, It was like a complete rush of emotions. I also felt terrified because multiple times that evening, I thought about bailing and just rolling out. Uh, I did not feel that confidence and I didn't feel very sure of myself that night, but I really wanted to bail that night multiple times before you got in. But I stayed. Thank goodness you didn't, because remember, terrified. I don't know what I would have done in a nude city I don't know anything about, and I'm all by myself. 
So thank you for showing up. I showed up. I stayed. And she brought me flowers, and flowers in a mason jar, decorated with a like burlap ribbon, and, and it was very beautiful. The whole nine. Yeah. So then you picked me up, and you took me to our friend's house. To our friend's house. And outside, we had our first kiss. We did. And I thought it was a pretty good one. It was good. That was a good kiss. And then you dropped me off there. Yep. Carried and your bag up the stairs. Dropped you at the door. And said, goodbye. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Yeah. We already had plans for the next day to have dinner and games. Yeah. That was fun. Yep. I ended up getting stuck at work, getting stuck at school things for an extended period of time that night. Because I was very frustrated that of all days, this was the day that I got held over. And it wasn't by a little bit of time, but we had some emergencies happening. So had to take care of that and was a bit late. I don't even know if I came showered or not. I hope I did think I did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I like to shower, so I probably did. Yep. But, so yeah, we had dinner at our friend's house. We played some games, and then... That was that. Uh, we spent a lot more time together over those next couple of days, and you flew home. That's the end of that trip. Yeah. yeah. And on your flight home, you had special mm-hmm. presents in your bags. Yep. I believe it was a necklace. It's a necklace. Yep. With a map of the United States, with two places for both sides of the country, with a little line in between showing that they were connected. And they were accurate of where we were at the and time. And they were accurate from where we were at the time, which was super sweet. And I remember you texted me after I had checked into the airport and got to my gate and said, hey, look in your bag in this spot. And I looked in my bag in that spot and found the necklace and was immediately done. <laughs> I was in tears and thinking, oh, that's so sweet. I had to go hide in the bathroom for a while until I could control myself and not look like a fool in the middle of the airport. And yeah, it was a very sweet gesture. Never had somebody do that before. So then I flew home saying, oh my gosh, I want to go back. And you came back. And then I came back yeah. multiple times over the next, I don't know how much long. Indeed. I'd say you probably made about four trips out, right? Yeah, I made a whole bunch of weekend trips, going cross-country on a new full-time job. It was very, very difficult, but we made it work as far as going on the weekend, coming back on Mondays, and having lots of flight time for me. So I went back and forth. You were still in school, so your flexibility wasn't as... Yeah, I didn't fly to see you ever. Yeah. (laughs) But I have to give you credit, because you couldn't. It's not that you didn't. Yeah, there's no way I could have made that work. I I just had a lot of flights. West Coast, East Coast, West Coast, East Coast. I paid for some of your flights. You did? That's sweet. Because I I felt bad that I couldn't fly and I always had to make you fly, but I at least paid for some of your flights. Yeah. So I would say my first trip to see you was in December of 2015. Mm -hmm. And then I made multiple other trips until your graduation. In May. In May of 2016. Which was... The Proposal. Dun, dun, dun. So I graduated, and we had three different graduation ceremonies. We got through the first one. She met my... Let's go back. I was invited to said graduation. You were. That was special. You were invited to said graduation. There were limited tickets, but I thought it was important for you to be there. So you met my family for the first time then. And you didn't run away or anything like that. You stuck around. You seemed to like them. So then we got to the second day of graduating. 
and we had a big family dinner that night. So we were getting ready and I had our Lyft driver drop us off a couple blocks away down by the waterfront. I took her on a little walk to say, hey, let's spend some time together because I know it's going to be pretty busy when we get in there with some family. But we walked down by the water and we just had a long conversation about like, you know, you mean a lot to me. I care about you a lot, this, that, and the other. Of course, it's more romantic than this, that, and the other. But I just told her, you know, I really care about you and I would like to marry you. So will you marry me? And you said, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Yes, that's actually what she said. That is true, yeah. Apparently, she says, I did not ever answer. I just cried. Correct. Good tears, of course. And I swear I said yes, but... You may have through tears, but it was... She did not It's like when her toddler (laughs) says things, and you're like... But yeah, so then she said again, after I calmed down from all my tears, is that a yes? And it was a yes. So, we were then engaged. We were, and for the record, I don't know how you didn't see it coming, because that entire day I was singing, Will you marry me? Yeah, and I didn't think that it was going to happen, because it was your graduation weekend, and it was all about you, and you had your family there celebrating you, And so I never would have imagined that you would have made it into a proposal to be about us. It was about us. So it was definitely a surprise. But it made sense because you had all of your family there, who then, after the proposal, we could go and have dinner and say, look at this. Yeah. And celebrate with everyone all together. So that was fun. Indeed. Um, It was a big shock for everyone because I hadn't told anyone. (laughs) Uh, I would say my cousin knew, but she only knew just out of instinct not necessarily because i told her i told our friend though i told her friend and she actually saw the ring i don't know when it was but i didn't buy a ring too long after december so in between december when we started dating to may we were dating for about five months and that was about it yep but for a proposal yep about five months yeah so yeah that was that and then (laughs) After that, I flew out to the West Coast when I finished school because I didn't have a job in D.C. And I was still trying to figure out where I wanted to work and things like that. And there actually ended up being a job in Oregon that I really wanted. Uh, I didn't end up getting it. (laughs) And you didn't get it. And it was a huge blow and a huge disappointment. And just a lot of feelings still there on that one. But uh, I came out and I never went back because I didn't have anything else to do. Then we stayed in that small town that I was living in and working in. So we were engaged in May, and then you flew to that June. Small, to the small town that I was living in at the time in June. And then we ended up doing a courthouse wedding, mostly for licensure and name change purposes to make everything easy as you were a new graduate and applying for all of your new licenses. So having a new last name because you took my last name. Ooh, I did. Fancy. And so we had a small courthouse wedding. Really nobody knew. Um, our families and a couple close friends knew. And maybe some people will find out now <laughs> that we weren't really married or that we were married before we had our wedding that they went to. Yeah. So then after that... We moved to Oregon after we found jobs here. Mm -hmm. And so we moved into the home that we are in now. And then we had what we consider our big party as our 
what most people thought was our official wedding, which we didn't tell them was not. That was in June of 2017. Yeah. We will fast forward a little bit. We had a baby in 2018, a baby in 2020, and a baby in 2021. And that is how we became a family of five. Dun, 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 dun. And that's where we are today. That is a very quick glance over <laughs> those final few years, but that process is a very long and... That is an episode of its own. Yep, episode all of its own. So we will just fast forward and say 2018, 2020, and 2021. We became parents again and again and again. We did. And now we are a family of five living here in Oregon and trying to change things up. Trying to bring our home focus back to what we want it to be focused on. So that's the story of us. Yeah, so I hope that you enjoyed kind of getting a behind-the-scenes glimpse of how we met how it all happened, and how we came to cross paths even though we were 3,000 miles apart. One mutual friend, which we are still friends with today, and she's probably listening now, so thank you again for introducing me to my wonderful wife. The love of my life. Oh, the apple of my eye. The pit in my cherry? <laughs> no, that's not No, <laughs> let's just be honest. What do the you say? The prize in my Cracker Jack box. Yeah, that's what she told me once. You are the prize in my Cracker Jack box. If you've ever had Cracker Jacks, that prize is nothing to be excited about. Maybe I got a, a tattoo? A sticker? How excited do our children get about stickers? Yeah, well, as an adult, the prize in the Cracker Jack box is not what does it for me. But just in case you need a like a pickup line for anyone, try that, because clearly it worked. <laughs> You're the prize in my Cracker Jack box. You sent me Cracker Jacks after that. I did. That I is think now going to be a thing. I think it was just a reminder of, like, the prize in here is crap. Yeah, that will always and forever be a thing. Yep. There were Cracker Jack boxes sitting on top of her, her bookshelf in her apartment for quite a while after that. Yep. Maybe maybe I should send you some more Cracker Jacks. No, Next I... time you go to the store, I don't even know if they make them, but I will get you some Cracker Jacks. And we can see if the price has it's increased in value because I know I have. <laughs> so yeah. I hope Aging you... like a fine wine, babe. I hope that you guys have enjoyed that little glimpse into our past and we will continue to tell you a little bit about our future in the next upcoming episodes. Thanks for listening, and remember to find your prize in the Cracker Jack box. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast, The Home Focus After Bedtime, in order to get weekly updates on our progress. We also have a blog at thehomefocus.com and an Instagram at the underscore home underscore focus. And in case you didn't get that, that's the home focus with underscores instead of spaces. Thanks so much for listening to the home focus after bedtime. We hope you'll come back next week. Doo 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 doo. I'm Denny and Chris. <laughs>